mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bert to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, welcome to the LM Experience. Today is episode 55. Good morning, Martin. Good morning, Stu. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yourself? Good, good. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Thank you for asking. So, listen, episode 55, we're knocking these off at a rate of knots now. So, uh, today's guest, um, uh, I've invited in Topsy Tewo, who's a property advisor. Um, and we've kind of followed each other on Twitter for a while, uh, uh, Topsy, haven't we? We've had a little bit of interaction. Of what, we have. What, I've been really attracted by, by uh, Topsy's uh, engagement and content mm-hmm. on Twitter, apart from his Man United tweets. So I'll have a word with him. <laughs> about that afterwards <laughs> um, but uh, uh, you seem very active in the property market uh, Topsy and obviously part of what we do as a living is in property we don't always talk about the broken and the intermediate lending mm-hmm. side we want to find out what the other voices are are doing in the industry and, and, and thank you very much for coming on today and um, and giving us that opportunity so first question is always what is your background what 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 happened for you to be here today? How did you, how did you end up here? I don't mean yeah. getting the train down from Watford, <laughs> from a career point of view. Yeah, from a, from a career point of view. So my sort of first foray into property was after graduation. I studied international relations of economics at university. Initially wanted to go into banking or professional services because that's what all my friends were doing. And I wasn't able to pass any of those silly assessment <laughs> tests. So Welcome like, to oh, my world. Yeah. <laughs> not going to work doing that. So I remember a website called milkround.com okay. and it was a graduate website where you could apply for loads of jobs i applied for the first one which was a company called foxton's estate ah, agents okay, yeah, yeah. i saw that you got a free car and you can make, <laughs> you can make, loads, it up. Yeah. make loads of commission so i applied for it and came down to london and got the job literally about two days afterwards um and i ended up at foxton's for six years so you're an estate agent i wasn't that is for your six background years. and yeah. what and what um what what period of time was this what so, was it the good old days um well, I, not the good old days from 2001 to yeah. 2007, but there was certainly a good market when I was there as well. So I worked from 2012 to 2018 as an yeah, estate so agent. Yeah, so you saw the, the uh, coming out the other side of it. Yeah. It was an active market. We had help to buy, we yeah. had cheap yeah, money, funding for lending well. scheme, um, another, you know, uh, chase of market share from the lenders. So that, that all helped, the, the, that, that property market. Where were you based then? In, 100%. Uh, so predominantly North London. Um, yeah. So I, w- I worked in about four or five different offices, initially North Finchley, Woodgreen, Enfield, um, and I last... Sorry, I last worked in Woodgreen, but I was in about four or five offices in North London. So I know the area like the back of my head, <laughs> <laughs> driving around every day. So, and and so in 2018, what you know, so, there's still legs in the market. Is yeah. a story here. What, what what changed? It just got to a point where I wanted to explore more of the industry. I felt like I'd reached that sort of learning curve in a state agency and I wasn't really developing or growing anymore and I've always been the person to want to create my own platforms and I guess be a bit more of an individual uh, doing my own thing so I just decided to um, step out more into the prop tech side of the industry find out a bit more about it and see if the startup culture was more for me Uh, so I did that I went into a property investment tech company called Property Hub you might know the Rob and Rob on the property podcast yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's written a big I think he's written a book called Property not Rob Moore no, I think that's progressive property. Oh yeah, um, they do a 
podcast called The Property Podcast, and they've also got a company where they help investors find find investments around the country. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a little bit. Didn't really sort of work out there. And then I ended up at a property data company, and then I ended up at a property rental company. And then after that, I just set up my own platform about just, two years ago. Yeah, rather look for it, you just designed yeah. your own. Yeah, and, that, and the premise behind that was basically just to use all of my experience and all my um, sort of knowledge in the industry to help first-time buyers and property investors on their property journey. That's a, it's an interesting move, mm. Stu, isn't it? Because, um, I mean, first of all, it's a brave thing. Because I would imagine that, you know, a successful estate agent for Foxtons is not going to be a minimum wage. So, first off, you, you're leaving a, a relatively safe employment and, yeah. and, 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 and good income trajectories. That's the first thing. Uh, secondly, it sounds to me like you want to leverage your personality more rather than just your skill of introducing and dressing a house to sell it to a to a consumer because you come across as quite a strong personality yeah mm-hmm. to me which is quite unusual from most of that ages <laughs> that I've, I've i've met oh, over. You, you get some strong personalities but not a bit in, too not strong sometimes yeah. A bit too, yeah. yeah a bit too much the other way so um it's interesting because again most most of the agents might end up leaving a national and they'll set up on their own boutique or with Stu and i were talking yeah. about you might become a property finder along the henry uh Prior, prior yeah. uh, mode of individual, but you've got you've actually just cut the apron strings. Yeah, you've left that side of the industry, and you're trying to drive forward in. And how's that? So, when you say your your own platform, talk me through that. Uh, so, topic. the the initial premise wasn't sort of fully specified, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I wanted to start something by myself, and then basically see what it grew into. And now it's more of a platform that's going to be monetized in such a way where I'll make money from brand partnerships, mm-hmm. but also make money from people um, asking asking me for advice. I'm not actually going out there and finding people property i'm more so just monetizing it through reports that i give and giving my opinion on what they want to buy or answering questions Mm -hmm. that's really where the revenue generation is coming in so you become a a, 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 an expert commentator yeah uh, a mentor and a guy i must admit i've never felt comfortable with that property finding um uh, aspect of the industry where i'll buy i'll get you three properties in rotherham for the price of you know or whatever whoever it works out it's just so i think there's sort of two you've got two types haven't you you've got the property sourcer type mm. who is sort of finding below market investments and then you've got your sort of henry prior who's yes. also finding a home for someone to live yeah. in um i think you can make good money in both but i you know it's really labor intensive you've mm. really got to you know spend a lot of time establishing relationships and mm-hmm. for me i was more so I was more keen about creating the content as opposed to going out there and sort of doing deals because that was what I was doing in a state because yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted to move away from. Yeah, because a lot of the time as well, like you're saying with first-time buyers, it's all about not understanding the processes and it being explained in, in the right way as well, isn't it? Because a lot of yeah. the time is that, well, whenever we get inquiries for first-time buyers as well, is that they've, they've probably been on the internet and they've had a look at a few things here and there, but a lot of the time too much information becomes more confusing doesn't it rather than so you need to have somebody there who can explain it to you as you're going through it 100 100 i think there's loads of content out there mm. loads of it's free but i think what you do need is sometimes someone who actually knows what they're talking about just advice and just to make and just to make it simple make yeah it really under, um, easy to understand and that's really what i was trying to trying to tackle in the industry yeah and I mean, I suggest there's probably a gap in the market in that respect. Mm. Um, you do have the we we see it on our side of stuff. You do have the same old people saying the same old things and not necessarily evolving that on. They don't necessarily embrace new technology, new uh, media outlets. Yeah. Um, same old sound bites. It's all pretty boring. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, and property actually is a very interesting commodity. It's the one thing that I'd say is that uh, everyone's got an opinion on it. 
Yeah, you know, um, yeah, definitely positive and negative. Uh, it's, people are very engaged in it, in, in invested in it. Because if you're if you don't own a property, you're probably renting a property. Hundred so percent. All of us at some point are touching property in some way, mm. shape, or form, just without even even realizing it. So from from a trend point of view, um, Topsy, what are you, what are you seeing at the moment? What are you what are you being asked to comment on? Because you've been yeah. on the BBC. I mean, you're a you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost on the verge of being a global celebrity. I'm going to say here, Topsy. <laughs> so you, you're asked to go on. On, on lots of you know uh, yeah. news news outlets and things like that. Yeah, and you know what? To sort of to sort of add context to why I do that, you know, a big a sort of uh, other passion of mine is very much making content. You know, I'd love to present a show about property one day and p- potentially do more within the media presenting space. So that's one reason why mm. I do it in the, in the first place. But also, I do think Gen Z or Millennial, if you want to call them that. Um, are sort of consuming content in a different way mm-hmm. and they don't relate to as much, I guess, the old fashioned yeah. way of, you know, being taught or, you know, being shown how to buy property because it can come across quite boring. So I'm, they're I'm, not buying newspapers, are they? They're not buying newspapers. No, mm. they're not. You, you almost need to speak to them in the Gen Z yeah. millennial language. I know it sounds a bit corny, but no, no, listen, this is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Our yeah, previous yeah. guest, uh, David is in technology and he gave us a very interesting stat that, which I've now forgotten, Stu can That's right, I remember it. 98.5% of yeah, all content. Facebook, well, it was basically 98, 98.5% of all Facebook engagement and uh, viewings are done on mobile devices. Yeah. 98? 98.5. 98. Wow. Yeah. And the remaining 1.5% was just on laptops and... and wow. I did not, yeah, I did not that was that's high. impressive. So, so it, you know, we shouldn't be ashamed about calling people millennial than Gen Z because this is your era. Yeah. You know, I... I've had my time in many respects. <laughs> so this is so we should be engaging better, yeah. I think, with the generations that are behind us and also in front of us still. There's still yeah. a we've got mm. an aging demographic who are still very wealthy and everyone's living longer. You know, we shouldn't ignore both sides of of, of the um, uh, of the spectrum. Um, so I think content is re I think content is really important. And 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 you're right. We are. It's the same old faces saying the same old things using the same old mediums. And yeah. if you don't, how old are you? Um, I'm. I just turned thirty. So what does that make you? Are you Gen Z or I'm a millennial? You're a millennial. I'm a millennial. I think okay. Gen Z starts at ninety five. I was born in ninety one. Right. So okay. Just missed it. <laughs> just missed that. Oh, <laughs> commiserations. <laughs> um, so you're you're you know you don't buy newspapers. You probably. You don't watch BBC Two. You don't. You know. You, you're absorbing day to day news. Very differently, and it'll be 100%. Twitter. Uh, it will be it's Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, WhatsApp. Uh, Friends Telegram. reunited, <laughs> and that as well. Um, but yeah, th- those are the main platforms we're continuing on now. Yeah, and you know, there's even apps like Telegram. I've got a friend who's also in the property space, similar age to me, who's got a Telegram group um, about stocks and shares with about five thousand members. And initially, you think, oh, this is a bit of a signal group. It sounds a bit, you know, skeptical, but the sort of level and quality of information I've seen just in that group within the sort of personal finance stocks and share space is incredible. Mm-hmm. And no no one would know that even existed if you weren't part of that group. So it's pretty so interesting. So I think this is, this is where I think uh, my generation, our generation kind of d- are struggling with it, that what you're going through is a cultural change, mm-hmm. all right? And we're not, we're, not being, we're not part of that. We're, we're watching you do it and criticising it and we should be joining it 
and absorbing it with you. This yeah. is how you will, and in 20 years' time, you'll be my age, yeah. and you'll be talking to a 30 year old, and he'll be talking about something that you don't understand. True. And Very that, true. The, we keep making those same mistakes. Yeah. And actually, instead of sitting there thinking, oh, what, uh, I don't understand that, don't, what's going on, you know, kids nowadays. I, I, well, I think the, you thing know, is, the thing is now, I think, is, is the, the pace of change, isn't mm, it? Yeah. And I huge. think in the last, certainly the last 10 years, things have changed so quickly in that respect, certainly on the technology side, because you compare it chalk and cheese with when, I mean, to be honest, even at that point, I mean, we started, I started my business back in 2009, mm. and that was always the case then at that point, people were starting to get their heads around the theory of Google Ads, yep. that type of thing, you know? And yet, even now, talk to people, still getting their head around Google Ads 10 years later. Yeah. So from that perspective from there, everything is shifting along. You've got a large percentage of businesses that are out there that see themselves as being well established mm -hmm. in inverted commas, but in reality, they're not progressing mm. if they're not engaging and utilising all the different. It's that it's that classic quote I think. If you, you've got to disrupt yourself or be disrupted, yeah, because it's, mm. it's inevitable that's going to happen anyway. Yeah, and, and the businesses that I think are doing well and the ones that are going to stay around the longest and have stayed around the longest are just changing the script themselves because mm -hmm. they know it's going to be changed by somebody you can't, else. Yeah. You can't wait for someone to do it for them. No. Take ownership no, or no. buy a company that's changing. The script, yes, absolutely. Like Facebook does it all yeah. the time. So yeah. I think that's what's happening. Yeah, and becomes a dominant player. Yeah. How, how do you plan to monetize this then? What are you going to go down the subscription route? So, I've had. I'm not in a massive rush to monetize it because, as I mentioned before, this start. I've got other income streams I'm currently relying on anyway, which is good. Yeah. But the plan really is to grow it to a stage from a business brand and also a personal brand point of view where it is monetized through brand partnerships. I'm not really in the business of wanting to charge loads of money. For for, uh, from a first-time buyer because mm -hmm. they're paying enough anyway yeah. as it is and it's pretty you know difficult yeah. to um, buy properties and they're at, writing at lots of checks as it is exactly you know? so mm -hmm. I really want to monetize it from the brand partnerships point of view where I'm making content and those who want to advertise through my audience pay mm -hmm. me for my content whether it's on TV from a personal brand point yeah. of view or the business yeah and how are you building your your audience because I'm a big fan of social media I mean we don't always get it right um, yeah. talking earlier on yep. about people that have tweeted things 10 years ago and it comes back and haunts them um, and as you said that uh, Topsy once it's on the internet you stay in there for a long time <laughs> mm. um, uh, how, how do you grow your social media uh, profile because it's, it's tricky it can be it, it, can, be, very it can be soul destroying sometimes I think you've I mean you've got a pretty decent following on and, I, and I, your tweets are hilarious as well oh, to be keep, fair checks in the post <laughs> that's right, that's the right time there subscriptions in the post I'm, I'm always like I think I can't remember what it was even the Man United ones not the Man United, <laughs> not the Man United ones but what I saw today was uh, crap me up as well. But I think my, and I, again, I'm still working on this myself, but my best advice to myself and anyone else listening is just to be yourself because mm. um, no one else can do Authenticity. that. Authenticity. Authenticity mm. is so important. Don't try and, you know, do what you think is going to work. Yes, of course, be strategic, but be yourself. And then the second most important thing is just consistency. Yeah. It might take you three or four years, and all it takes is one piece of content to really blow up. Yeah. And then people start calling you an overnight success. And really, it was four or five years yeah. of hard work to get yeah. to that point. Yeah. So consistency and authenticity for me are the two most important two, things. I, I, th I think you bang on the money there, uh, Topsy. Uh, I see so many Twitter accounts, and I, I click on it, and last tweet is like three years ago. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, it's just it's pointless. You have to stay relevant. And, and I think you said, Stuart, it's such a fast-changing 
yeah. uh, world that we live in now, and people, uh, everything's discarded straight away. Yeah, it's such a disposable society we've got now. Yeah, you oh. have to keep coming back. You've got to keep. But coming you can, back you can also never there. underestimate as well. We're saying about the kind of how it can be derogatory. The internet, it can also be quite positive as well. Because yeah. I mean, I, I still get inquiries now from people around the country to an article that I wrote. 10 years ago almost about oh, wow. um it was to do with a japanese knotweed mm. and there was a big issue at the time with regards to it was suddenly the big issue in the market in terms of that surveyors were suddenly finding it and they were passing on to the lenders about what difficulties it was going to bring yeah um and i just did a quick article once for an industry magazine where basically went through a, like 30 odd lenders what was their policy on it yeah and then they found out that half of them didn't really have a policy on it at the time mm. and Still, that that's still out there on the internet, and then it comes back, and then suddenly I'm getting an inquiry from a private property owner saying we've got Japanese not we. What do we do? There you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. And it's it's just amazing how that has developed because normally under standard kind of promotional means you'd never get that coverage. Not at all. How do you, how do you get the BBC? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, they approach you, or do you just badger people? <laughs> they, they approach. I do badger people a lot to be fair. Good man. They actually approached me. I was just tweeting about you know. And this is a prime example. I was tweeting loads about first-time buyers and stamp duty for about a month. Nothing yeah. happened. It was just one tweet where I think a journalist on that day was looking for it. Um, and then called, sorry, messaged me on Twitter and said, hey, we've got a segment talking about stamp duty. Do you want to come on? I was like, when? He was like, in an hour. I was like, I mean. Um, <laughs> okay. So I did. Um, long story short, did my segment on the radio. And ever since then, you'd sort of get on the BBC's list. So yeah, whenever okay. they need someone to call, they go through their list. Henry Pryor's probably right at the top yeah, there. Yeah, if yeah, they can't yeah. get hold of him, they just there. carry on going now. And, <laughs> and then you come on, yeah. whether, whether it's TV or radio. So that's how it started to sort of um, spiral. What do you think of uh, uh, Clubhouse? Because remember you did a couple of rooms yeah. there, and that, that's got a bit um, quiet, hasn't it? It has, it has. I think I think Clubhouse is or was a great source to network, but I, I think the reason why it's sort of gone downhill a bit, number one, because lockdown has sort of basically ended, but I do think people yeah. had their own personal agendas too much, and it wasn't really about helping people. It was just a, another way to grow your Hear my voice. Hear my voice and <laughs> how good I am, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So now that's gone away a little bit. It was bit, almost like a vocalised LinkedIn, wasn't <laughs> it? It's just... Yeah. Yeah, Some I, of the bios were hilarious, weren't I they? Know. <laughs> I know. I gave it a dabble, but I've, uh, I think I might have deleted the app now, which is which tells you how volatile this, this engagement platform can be. You could be Instagram or you could be a clubhouse and be, be gone tomorrow if you're yeah. not careful. Yeah. Um, Interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, Topsy, thank you very much. It's been fascinating uh, speaking to you. Pleasure. Um, Really good content and, you know, look forward to it. How do people get hold of you? Can you, what, you know, what's your tag on Twitter, Instagram? Um, Best way to get hold of me. I'm most active on Instagram. Instagram's more video comedic property content yeah that's just what works. we need more of that that's what works it. well yep. on that twitter's more sort of informative and man united um <laughs> but on all socials it's at topsy tywo which is spelled t-o-p-s-y-t-a-i-w-o yeah and also my platform which i've been talking about is property purchaser and that's at property purchaser on instagram and at prop purchaser on twitter so Wait, what, a, what a plug i love that i love <laughs> self-promotion stuff well done topsy well look, good luck with all that we'll maybe awesome. have you on in a year's time if you know if you can squeeze us into your media diary <laughs> When you've got your own channel, maybe you get, get me you get my and Stu off on. afterwards as well. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right, before you go, Topsy, we've got a quick would you rather question. Oh, I'm scared um, about this one. <laughs> uh, there you go. Would you rather read people's thoughts or would you rather be invisible? Ooh. Right, and why? 
I'm going to go. You don't want to read Stu's thoughts, by the way. I've had a glimpse into them. It's not nice in there. It's all Jaffa cakes. <laughs> and mackerel. I'm, I'm going I'm to go invisible. And, I, yeah. and that sounds creepy. <laughs> you can't say creepy. that and not be creepy, uh, Topsy. But if you read people's thoughts, nothing will ever be exciting anymore. Yeah. You'll just be walking yeah, around and you'll just true. know everything. And yeah, it would like, be boring. There's no yeah. mystery, no excitement of finding something out. Yeah. Dating would be really boring. Yeah. Well, it might be efficient because you'd work out if they like you or not. Where's the first, <laughs> be careful how you answer this. Where's the first place you would go if you're invisible? Right, first place I would go. Oh, um, Henry Prize Day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't know why I've said Buck- Buckingham Palace. Do you know what? That's I've, what always, I've always wanted to see inside That's it. exactly yeah. what I would have but said. But then you could, you could go where you're not supposed to yeah, go, couldn't absolutely. you? Absolutely. Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Brilliant. Sit right. down on the couch for a little bit. You'll probably, you're, you're probably leave here and find out that MI5 they're waiting for you upstairs at Top Seed. On that bombshell, uh, look, thanks for coming. It's awesome. been fantastic. Yeah, awesome to you. Uh, we'll stay in contact on, on Twitter. Um, yeah, another one in the can there, Stu. Yeah, indeed. Thanks so much, Top Seed. It's episode 55 now um, of the Element Experience. If you'd like to come on to a future episode, have a chat about what you're doing currently work-wise or if you've got a fantastic hobby or any sort of life achievements, come on and uh, have a chat with us. You can contact us via our Twitter feed which is at the Element Experience and uh, we'll be back in contact with you soon with more episodes. Brilliant. Cheers Topsy. Cheers Steve. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for listening and please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party and your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it. Mm